0: Welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 105. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today. This is going to be a really fun episode. I'm super excited to chat with this guest. Definitely check out the last few episodes if you haven't done so already. We come out with new episodes every single Thursday, so... You know, we've been here for uh, two years now, so definitely lots of episodes to catch up on if you are new here. I love to destigmatize topics and be able to have a platform to share other people's stories and experiences and, you know, have them speak on their expertise. So that's what we're gonna do here today. Our special guest is a uh, career professional turned tech founder. She created a career app that helps professionals break through glass ceilings and help access career help. Everyone, please welcome Giselle to the podcast. All right, everyone. I have Giselle here with me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Now, I would love to first ask you what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life
1: I am most excited about my oldest child's college graduation
0: oh that's so exciting I love that it's really exciting it's coming up it's coming up in May that's awesome well congrats to them that's awesome Yeah, I'm
1: very excited, mostly because those people who had COVID kids, kids during COVID, going to school, like we had three, and it just feels like we're starting a new phase now.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that energy. Uh, This podcast is going to be super, super fun. Giselle is going to tell us all about her career app, as I mentioned in the intro, but I would love to just hear a little bit more about you and about your background and kind of how you got the inspiration to create an app.
1: Sure, so I was a career general counsel, like 17 years as a general counsel. Before that, I was a lawyer, an analyst, an accountant. I was a woman professional, and I'm the daughter of a woman professional, but I saw big differences between her experience and mine. My mom is from Argentina, thick accent, went to college when I was a little girl. And when we talk about bias, she faced bias. She had hurdles. I had hurdles as a woman, but it always felt Mm. like hurdles were so much smaller. And I learned from her that hard work and hustle can help you move forward your career. But she had some things wrong. The big thing that she had wrong was that hard work will propel you forward for sure. She didn't really get the work politics or navigating bias and how to make things happen without hard work. And this started to frustrate me in my career. And um, when my husband's company sold a few years ago, I had been the breadwinner mom. It's called primary breadwinner. Yep. And I said, wow, I really want to do something where I can make a difference in the world. And it kept coming back to how women in career drove me crazy and it's evolved into what Chia Seed is today, which is for all genders and identities, but a way to really get an advantage, you know, stop being stuck in your career and get that toolkit you need to move forward without spending $200 on a live coach or a lot of time on a bootcamp. And while some people might be able to do that, most regular people... People I know, the people I grew up with, can't do that, especially women who are so busy with other obligations.
0: Yeah. And, and we're we're always on our phone. So it's like, that's already something that you're doing and it's, it makes sense, you know? I love Absolutely. That.
1: And there's a whole generation of people, not everyone who, you know, tracking steps is one thing because that just happens as you carry your devices with you. You can right. be less obsessed with it, but people who are tracking their calories, people are tracking other types of exercise. Women are tracking their periods and Mm -hmm. know that, um, yeah, your phone is always with you, especially if you're tracking these other things, having a place to track your career, which can really fuel your career and help Mm -hmm. you make better decisions and feel better about yourself. That is something that takes so little time. You know, literally in a minute, a day, you can write down what you've done and start really valuing yourself differently and giving yourself a way to look back and say, look what I have done and celebrate that.
0: I love that. Cause I think it's really life and just, yeah, life in general, I feel like is always about, yeah, the big accomplishments, but those little tiny steps that you get to, and you create, and you do, and you accomplish really builds up to larger impacts, I think, and really just being able to take those little steps because then it gets you closer to your goal or, you know, whatever you're trying to obtain. Absolutely.
1: I mean, a lot of people have heard about tiny habits, atomic habits, Um, I just heard about something where this guy talks about small, simple steps. That's what the whole app is based on. What are the small, simple steps that you can take to move your career forward? And the first and most important one, simply writing down the small things you do because it adds up. How many podcasts have you done? How many people have you contacted? How many things have you edited, right? And then in, you know maybe you can remember the last 3 months most people can't remember the whole last year they only remember the big milestones and they say well that's all that goes on linkedin just those bullet points but really yeah. it's the stories you tell about your career that move it forward the interview stories the networking stories if you're a contractor or gig worker or consultant you have your own business and you're selling services how do you weave in the past about why you're the one Who's qualified for this? And then if you're a person who is underrepresented in any way, and so uh, I would include in that women and people of color, but you're under earning, you're under advancing, you're under satisfied, you're underemployed. There are so many unders. Right. I, if you're any of those people. Maybe you're an introvert. Just having that record of what you've done gives you the toolkit to talk yourself up, to talk to people about where you want to go, to ask people what it takes to be successful. That's really the underpinnings of what Chia is about, but we have a structured method to do it. Levels that you go up through and then tracking that goes with it.
0: Wow! I love this. I love this so much in this idea and this concept is so, so intriguing. Now, I want to know a little bit more about like how you came up with like the whole idea and when like how long has the yeah. journey kind ah. of i know i've I've actually spoke with a couple app creators um oh. and and most of them have been around dating um i've spoke with a couple app creators um founders and so i'm curious like how long the timeline was
1: it's a long time it's almost Shocking. So we've been three years building the app with a very small team and budget. But before that, thinking about it, thinking about how I could approach this and what the problem was that we were trying to solve. And that's evolved over these three years because it has to be a problem that people want to solve. And they have to understand that there's a problem. And then the toolkit has to be very self-evident to do that with. So, building an app is hard because you're not there to guide someone through. You know, it's not a masterclass. Mm-hmm. It's short. People want one to two minute interactions. So, you know, all in all, it's been over five years that I've been working on this, but each year feels like a very different project or moment. So, like this year, we've really focused, and uh, since late last fall, I guess, we've really focused on the performance review. We found that people who want to use a career app feel they have a career problem. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a college intern or someone who's just graduated, although we could help them and we had some use cases around that. In fact, they're really optimistic mm-hmm. about their careers and they're probably incorrect, And but that's okay. I can't convince them that they're incorrect. It's an app. People don't use a diet app or a fitness app, usually when they're already fit. Even if they're using an app like Strong is this uh, fitness app that's very popular for weightlifters, but they're already into weightlifting. It's not going to pull them in for the mm-hmm. habit. So now mm-hmm. we want to pull people into career tracking and leveling themselves up so they feel Stuck, And we found that one of the places where people feel very stuck and angry and they actually four out of 10 people hate it is the performance review. So we what we do is we build and we study our results and we see how far people move along with what we're doing. And then we work to make it easier and better to use, because the idea that if we can get people to track what they do and go up through our levels We know they will always be more intentional about their careers. Their minds will have shifted to understanding where it is they can take ownership. They may not always take the ownership, but if they use the app, we'll remind them to keep doing that. And now they have this tool that you know is just a few minutes a week to use. At first, it's about 10 minutes a week to use, then it goes down to maybe three to five minutes a week to use. It's very little when you consider. If you work 40 hours a week and there are 60 minutes an hour, right? So 40 times 60 is 2,400. Mm. And so if you're just saying 10 minutes out of 2,400, that's like nothing, you know? Right. Very hard for people to do that, to take the time out and say, okay, before my coffee or after my tea or after lunch or right before I shut down for work. I'm going to learn a little bit about how to do this and add some entries. But once they start doing it, we see that it becomes a new, like you want to call it a habit or a small step. And it's super exciting because they can look at their career differently. And as we add our premium services, we can also help them look at it differently. So right now, for example, we encourage people to track their satisfaction And then at level six, so we do that in level two. And then in level six, we explain how to look at their results and how to shed the low satisfaction work and add high satisfaction work and when to do it and repeat that process. Really trying to help people, you know, get the career they want, shape their career. And it isn't, there's nothing magical about it. It's literally expert research research that we've broken down into these small, simple steps in an order that's logical and easy to follow. And then the person has to track and tap through about 10 minutes a week.
0: That's so cool. Wow, this is so interesting. Now, what would you say is like your target audience? I know you said someone maybe that feels stuck, but what other types of folks, you know, Women are the ones using chia seed, and
1: so okay. and it's not because women are the only ones to start using it. When in the work that we've done, about seventy percent of the downloaders have been women, but ninety-eight percent of those who continue. And mm-hmm. so, and it makes sense because women experience more career and review pain, and um, our user is slightly more likely than the population to be um, a person who's BIPOC, you know, Black condition. Indigenous person of color, um, maybe also a little bit more uh, foreign nationals. So I'm from another country and this gives me the code switching that I need. But women do experience more career bias and more review bias. And the review bias is something I've learned a lot in the process of building Chia Seed. I was a general counsel. So I knew there was bias in the review process, but I didn't know. Um, just how bad it was for women in particular. So women get more negative reviews, more negative labels, and um, less actionable feedback. And the last one, you're going to be like, oh, Giselle, who needs actionable feedback? Come on. Like, I got great reviews. I didn't need an action plan. But you do. The research is unequivocal You need to know the steps. So even if you get like great work, excellent performer, you need the three things that you need to do more of, uh, the other experience you need to get, you need that game plan. Coaches give their players game plans. A lot of managers, they're not trained to be managers and they don't, it's Mm -hmm. your career. So you've got to ask them for that actionable feedback. So in the app, we have a script but asking for actionable feedback in a way that's a mad lib that works for positive, negative reviews, neutral reviews. Because the idea is that we can't just wait for our boss to give it to us. We can't wait for our company to get it right. And even if you're a consultant and you don't have a performance review, you still need to have a performance conversation. Maybe you want to raise your rates. You want a different type of project. You want a recommendation. These are all things that Are circling the performance conversation, which most people, you know, um, they just put their heads down and they're like, oh, I'm just going to get through this. It's like taxes before TurboTax, right? (laughs) Companies had automated systems for taxes before TurboTax, but individuals didn't. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing for performance reviews. Companies have something to manage the performance review process, but we as individuals don't have anything to help us, you know, gain advantage through that process which is what we really need especially if the process is pushing back on us
0: yeah I I mean I can relate to this so much because I think performance reviews are tough and and it's like it, the feedback you're getting like I I take everything so personal I'm like Janae you have to not take things so personal because it's just like I, I can't no one's perfect like we're gonna have a few maybe not so great things or oh work on this or do more of this or you know you're so organized but blah 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 um and I think I think it's it's definitely hard to take criticism slash constructive criticism it can be a very hard thing to navigate and I think something that I actually did recently was I really want to I want to become a manager. And I'm kind of working towards that. And I asked, like, what do I have to do to get to that point? And so like actionable goals, and my boss um, will really give me awesome feedback. And like, she really let me know, okay, well, this is all that you have to do. And I was like, great, this is this is super helpful. Um, So it's really nice to be able to Get that feedback that you need, because if you it's kind of like running towards the goalpost and it keeps on moving and it's like, OK, well, where where am I going with this? Like Exactly. One of the to- things that the app will tell you and
1: I will tell you is it's great to ask your boss, but also ask people who left your job before you mm-hmm. maybe who aren't at your organization anymore or who had your job because your boss. It has one lens about how it works, but other people also have a lens and finding out what all these people think, then it helps you decide not only what it takes to be a manager, but what is it you want for your own career? And then if you pair that, like with the satisfaction tracking, it helps you set like a career compass only, almost like what are the set? What are the requirements for the job? But what are the requirements for me? Because Right. I'm always I'm very intrigued with the idea that people talk all the time about work life balance. And what that says to me is people think that work and life are opposed, but they're not opposed. They're not pushing against each other, fighting for time. Actually, it's about finding the place where you're productive and satisfied. Some people might want to work 80 hours a week or 60 hours a week and they love what they do. Some people might love what they do, but they want to work 20 So it's not, you know, some people call it work-life integration, but I think that if you can find the work, whatever you do, where you have the most flow possible for you for the job, then you're much less concerned about balance, Mm. right? And now you're trying to figure out what works for your life. So maybe you love your work but you really want to stay home with your kids part of the time, but you don't want to give up your work. So how can I make that happen? That's a fundamentally different conversation from, I don't really like what I do and my partner earns enough money. So I'll leave because that's no longer a conversation about career, right? This career intentionality, shaping our own careers and moving them forward in a way that is positive And, You know, I don't, I haven't looked at every job that's out there in the world to say every job, someone could have flow or satisfaction, but I'm guessing that there are so many different types of people that most of us can work ourselves into roles where we're in that flow zone part of the day and we're energized. And then we're going to be more likely to advance. We're going to be more likely to do what you did and ask our boss what's needed, ask other people, because that also takes energy.
0: Mm, it does and kind of like like that transparency like I think the 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 communication and the transparency and the relationship you have with your boss I think can be so critical for your career path and just like learning and and evolving and growing as a, a as a human, but also like growing, growing in your career, I think is something that's so, so critical. And I don't think, I don't think if you, if you don't have that transparency and you don't feel comfortable going up to that person and asking them something, in my opinion, I don't think that's a really good leader because you should be able to just be super open with your, with your boss and just be able to say, Hey, like this is happening. Like I need this, this, this. Okay. Got it. You know, and it's true. but but the ideal boss doesn't always
1: exist for everyone. So how do you move your career forward? If you don't have the ideal boss, do you just quit and leave and risk getting another not ideal boss? or you know, do you create this this network of people who are telling you what's required to succeed? And figure out, you know, do I need to make a lateral move in my organization? My boss isn't going to promote me, but maybe I don't want to leave this company because my 401k is here or my health insurance benefits are here or it's close enough. You know, I'm hybrid and I like the location. So there are so many things that can keep us in a job that we maybe think we're trapped, but we can still, first of all, we can approach our manager even if we don't feel comfortable. We can learn to do that, but we can use these Mm -hmm. other people. Um, our colleagues, people work for the manager, the talent or HR department and get these success requirements. I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, I have a toxic manager. That's it.
0: But that's not
1: it because we can't count on our managers being great managers all the time. They're human. That's true. I like that. I like that point of view. Well, there's more agency, right? When we When we um, don't say, oh, I have this blocker and it's just a permanent blocker or it's this terrible workplace, it might be a terrible workplace, but there might be a reason you want to stay. And that's totally okay if you're shaping it for the career that you want. If you're learning what's the work that's giving you this flow feeling or you're getting the opportunity there. But if you're there and you're just working
0: and not building a career, now it becomes problematic. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What would you say is like the best career advice you've ever received? Wow. (laughs) Loaded question. Question. Give me a second. (laughs) Yeah. No, please take your time. The best
1: career advice I ever received wasn't given to me as career advice. It was at a talk that I went to. And um, there's this guy at Stanford, I think he's now emeritus professor, he's not a spring chicken anymore, Jeffrey Pfeffer. Professor Pfeffer has this book called Power, and we include this notion in an app that it's your shallow network that builds your opportunity base. And by that, I mean, it's the many people who know just a little bit about you, not the few people who know a lot about you and have worked with you. Who will move your career forward these people who you've told your goals and a little bit about your experience they're like the billboards on the highway for your career and at any given point in time the more billboards that are out there the more people know what you want your next thing to be you will be on more lists you will be given more opportunity so that's the best career advice i have ever heard <laughs> Now the best career advice for me was, don't look too far forward. I think this is particularly true early in your career. A lot of um, young people and even into their 30s get hung up on the idea that, oh, this is the job that I'm gonna be doing. Well, it's just a job. 50%, over 50% of college graduates leave their first job their first year. Sorry. Yeah, they're not getting married, they're dating, right? early career mid-career is much more like dating and it's an opportunity to learn about work experiences and work styles and industries and all sorts of things and so the more you can um view your early and even into the mid-career that way the learning opportunity right it's not like this is what i'm going to be doing i mean things are evolving so quickly with technology i mean you know. 20 years ago um we didn't have all these apps and things like this and a year ago six months ago nobody was talking about chat GPT
0: oh my God and, I absolutely love that I just got okay. into it
1: <laughs> yeah and then what's next what's that next big thing so uh, what we do our careers they're we're evolving and we need to evolve that's one reason to write down what you do so you can then say, "Oh, this is why it's applicable." One thing that uh, someone told me: it's a difference between men and women. It's not quite career advice, but that women, when they're um, a recruiter calls them about the next job, you know, and the, they say, "Oh, I think I can grow into that role," and the guy is more likely to say, "I can do that job. I've done it." Yes, All of them have done the job. They've had maybe. 80, 70% of the experiences that make up that job because they're in the reporting position to do that. So it's all about framing how you see yourself and who do you want to hire? Of course, you want to hire the person who's done the job. And That's if true. you view yourself that way, we each view ourselves in that way. I can do it because I've done it. That's amazing. But one of the best ways to figure that out is to keep writing down what you do and you just see it how significant,
0: broad it is. I'm a big writing down person. That is something that I have learned over the years really does help me. And I think when you like can cross something off the list and I know you can kind of do that in the app, like, okay, I accomplished this today. I accomplished this today. I think just that in our brains, I don't know what it is, but it's like the the dopamine and serotonin, like it makes you feel happy. It really does. Crossing off for sure on a to-do list is a big thing. Honestly, like if
1: literally you took your to-do list crossed off and you put it in chia seed, because the idea is that there's the crossing off dopamine and then there's the reflection, the whether you want to call it negative head talk or imposter syndrome, or just, oh, what do I get done? What am I showing up for? Seeing the magnitude of what you do or how many times you do things or you do them well. And we all know that beyond the mindset, right? Which is what your podcast is about. Yes. Then there's also, how how do I write my resume or LinkedIn or self-assessment? You know, people want to see impact, quantity, effort. And mm-hmm. if you're not writing down what you do on a regular basis, it all kind of squishes into some like amorphous blob that you can't do a lot with. And it just feels like, oh, well, I worked on this project. But when you break it down, you know, you did 12 presentations, you organized and ran 35 meetings, you did this, you did that. These are big deal items. Totally. You can talk about, but you might've just been part of a team and did this thing. And again, it's all about framing and storytelling. So we want people to have the facts to be able to tell their story. And then the applets you share, you can put them in collections and you can share it with someone for... Um support because a lot of us aren't always the best writers about ourselves, even if we can write up what it is, having someone else take a look at it and say, hey, tell me how to say this and make it sound like a bigger deal. Or how do you say, what do you see in this that I've done? What's special here? Um, Mm -hmm. and then we look forward to the app being able to do that for you. But if you just if you want to have a friend do it, great. Right. Right. Maybe they're a mentor in your industry and you can actually say, hey, look, now what should I say? And they may be they're going to add more value than anybody because they know you and they care about you and they're familiar with the business. It's just almost impossible to compete with that. But you're going to struggle, not just as a woman or you're going to struggle to get it up to that next level because you might not even know that that's
0: a thing that you should be talking about because you're not at that level yet. Right, right. That makes sense. And I think is is would you say this app is for pretty much anyone no matter where their career is at? Oh, you were asking me that. So that the app could be used by anyone no matter where their career is
1: at. But our user is someone who is a uh, using their phone on a regular basis for more than um like listening, right? They're doing they're yeah. doing something. So they do their money on their phone. Maybe, you know, there are people who do their money on their computers, and there are people who do it on their phone. And there are people who, um, like, if you're already tracking your period, I've had a lot of people, like, say, oh, that's when I use your app. Now, um, mm. I find it interesting. Yeah, like, it's mm-hmm. because we're in the tracking mode at the time of day, maybe it's before bed, maybe it's at dinner, whatever it is. Um, but it's a woman, she tends to have three to 10 or 12 years of experience So that puts her right in the heavy phone user already. She's using the phone for her banking. She's a little bit stuck in her career. She's feeling it, right? She's someone who hustles and works hard and has always had advancement. And now it doesn't feel quite as good. And that makes sense because women, we outperform men in school all the way through master's programs. And yet at work, we don't outperform, we lag, you know, so it's about for every 10 men who get advanced to manager, just the first run, it's about eight and a half women. So women are feeling the lag, it's a little slower. And when you add that up over time, we don't have, you know, what I listened to a talk today from a big diversity group and a uh, women's talk, and they're talking about building the bench for CEOs, right? And VPs. But I'm thinking about this earlier bench through up to director where women are underselling themselves. Um, And, you know, I saw another post just today that said something like, oh, in a world where so it said that women ask for promotion and opportunity less. Well, here's yep. the thing it said, I love in the post was all about. I want to be in a world where you don't have to ask for it. Well, I love that perfect world, too, but I don't want to wait for that perfect world. Yeah. And I expect that that perfect world is all, also going to come in really large companies first with large DE And I um, departments and everything. But there are tons of small and medium businesses which aren't going to do this. And we exactly. want it. Our, I call them talent, you know the working professional to get what they need for their career and just make it cheap and easy for them to do it and not stressful. You know, just something where you can do it on your phone.
0: Right. Yeah. I love it. it it's genius. So, so genius. <laughs> I love it. I just, I think it's so fascinating when like, obviously I can feel your passion. You're very passionate about this, um obviously you've been and I give you kudos when you were kind of telling your story about how long you've been thinking about this and and all the thought that went into it and research and I give you so much credit for actually taking something and actually creating it because I know a lot of people will talk and talk and talk and talk about something that they want to do and they'll talk about how they're going to do it and what they're going to do but then they actually never execute it well that's.
1: I appreciate that. The execution is hard. It's waking mm-hmm. up every morning and saying, okay, what can I do today? And we're limited resources. It's not like some big VC firm said, "Woo, love this idea. You know, we raised, mm-hmm. I put in my own money at first. And then after I felt like we could build a product, took some money from people who believed in my tenacity. Mm-hmm. Because I not, we didn't talk about that, but I'm not a tech founder. My mm-hmm. husband works um, part-time on C- Uh, chia seed as our cto and he is a tech guy but it's not his full-time thing but i work 60 70 hours a week and just staying at this problem and figuring out how to get closer to the goal Mm. my it aligns with my value system and i see it as this huge privilege so if you're wondering i see it as this huge privilege to wake up every day and work on a problem that i believe in that i believe can put you know, I think politicians are like this kitchen milk on the table, pay for medicine, make differences in people's lives. That's how I UTSC. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning and working without a boss and, you know, without a big investment behind me. It's a privilege to try to make a difference in the world.
0: Wow. I love that. That's profound. That's really That's really admirable. Honestly, I love that so much. And when you said the word values, that's something that I've actually been working on. Um, I actually partner with this company called best self co and they basically make journals uh, and kind of like different decks and stuff like that, that talk about values and you kind of look at like a bunch of different value terms and you kind of figure out your top three, which is very hard to choose which ones your top three are, because I have like 20 that I, I really were most important to me, you kind of break it down. And then you have the journal to kind of go over, okay, well, why is this value so important to you? And it's so interesting when you know your values, because it goes, and I'm kind of rambling, but it goes in so many different parts of your life, and kind of all like your personal life, your career, like all parts of you, your social life um and it's very true in the first version Mm -hmm.
1: of chancy we had like a career plan section now we really integrated goals and all these different things into our collections which are curations because we realize they're so complicated and different for people and for one person a goal might be a one-year career goal for another person it might be giving more presentations right there are all different types of Goals and um, but in career, there's your value system, there are your motivations, which might be independent from your value system. You might need to get paid more. That's just it. Mm-hmm. You need more money. It's totally yeah. acceptable and fine to say, I need the job that pays me the most money right now, putting my satisfaction aside. And mm-hmm. so I think making these things explicit and right. saying. What is most important to you in your job for you? I like the idea of people getting more productivity and flow because they think that gives them the energy they need to make better and better decisions and and that they will advance more. At first, you know, you might have a job that gives you a lot of flow and you might not pay that much. But my guess is over time as you craft your skills and you get skills in this and you keep moving because of that flow, um, y- you can advance faster and you can do better. If you're in a job that brings you down, is a drag, going to be very hard to excel in that job or, you know, which is my value system, you know, a lot of people are depressed in depression can be genetic, but it can also be environmental. And so, if we can get people into jobs where they're not depressed, where they're getting these, this dopamine through work, right, we're enhancing the world and their lives. So, there's a lot that can happen when you do this type of intentional journaling, whether you do it in an app for your career or to be your best self that you're showing up in your family or at work. Yeah. It's just this intentionality. That's so yes. right. Because you're picking your value. You're picking the thing that gives you flow. Like, oh, there's this young woman I know. I I love her. And she was working in a job. It just wasn't giving her a lot of energy. We talked about her dream job, which had tons of presentations in it, but she wasn't actually qualified to do it. But she went on to get a job where she's 80% of her time is in face in front of people. And she's so much happier than being the writer of the deck. And you know, just understanding, oh yeah, I give presentations, I give talks, but it's actually the talk that gives me energy, not the writing. Like understanding the difference allowed her to
0: shift her career 180 degrees. Right. And knowing what you really desire and like enjoy doing because like exactly I feel like that's a huge part of it too, is knowing, okay, you know what, I really like presenting and how can I do more of that maybe in a different way? Exactly. Or then maybe, you know, and it's what's important to some people say to me, oh, I can do it
1: after. Why do I need to track that? Well, as a lawyer, one thing you learn is contemporaneous data. The data from the moment is always more mm-hmm. accurate than the data in hindsight. So it's very hard to go back and say right. like about a job and say what really gave you flow, because it could be that you worked with Joe 80% of the time and Joe always brought you down. But there were, there would be these glimmers in the workday of work that you liked that you would capture if you were capturing your satisfaction on a regular basis. But otherwise, Joe is going to cloud the whole picture. And you'd be like, I hated that job. I hated working with Joe. And so that's okay. And you can capture that in your low satisfaction in a meeting with Joe, you know, low satisfaction, Joe, you know, (laughs) because who are you working with? You know, then you start seeing, my gosh, every time I'm working with Joe, I'm, I'm low. I can't work with Joe. I need to block Joe out to minimize my time with Joe. And that could be, you know, traveling for work. It could be cold calling. It could be doing a certain type of analysis. There's so many things that that could be that bring you down that you won't Mm -hmm. capture if you look at it after you leave your job or six months later, or just at review time
0: without the data. In the moment, in the moment, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, when you were talking about, um, you know, maybe moving up in your, your company or desiring more money or what have you, what would you say is like one of, and, and I mean, this could look in so many different ways, but what would you say is like maybe a top tip for being successful and moving up no matter what company you kind of work for? Have an endorser.
1: Most mm. people don't think of this. There's a sponsor. A sponsor is someone who's senior to you, who points to you, get like gets you opportunity. That's really great. I'm not talking about a sponsor. And I'm not talking about a mentor, which is someone you go to for nurturing. An endorser is someone who talks you up. They could even be at your same level. They could mm. even be junior to you. But they are going around and telling your boss, Janae would be an amazing manager. And we all know in this world of influencers, second party, third party endorsements, they're the bomb. That's what everybody's looking for. Now, if that person's senior to you, a peer of your boss, senior to your boss, woohoo, but he doesn't. You need people circling the wagons, but at least one, one person endorsing you. Wow.
0: Oh my God. That's, that's good. I like that a lot. That and, is such a good tip. Yeah. And think about who that person could be and how do
1: you cultivate that relationship and what do you want them to say? And when mm-hmm. you're getting that endorser, that's part of the review ready process. And she has said so we have this check-in and ask you questions. And one of the questions is does someone support you in this? Yeah. Who's supporting you? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's don't so. We don't think about weird.
1: that. It's like you asked your boss. They gave you a list. What? But who else is whispering in your boss's ear?
0: Right, right, right. Huh. That is that is such a good one. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Of um, what would you say is perhaps one of the biggest challenges for creating the app? Well, for me, it was.
1: I hadn't built an app. I think some of the challenges I faced were from not having built an app before, but now I kind of get the idea. So you're always choosing, you always have to look for the biggest impact for the lowest investment. You can't do everything you want. You can't have it be the best self in this early version of itself. I mean, if you think back, right, the the problem is that, like this app that I'm creating, Chia Seed, is out there with apps that have been in development for 14 years, like Noom, and have had raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. And so, you know, you're coming in and you have to show up strong in an environment where there's so much amazing tech and ideas, and you have to be stable, you have to be easy to use, you have to be clear. You have to be a little bit fun. I mean, these are, this is Mm -hmm. hard. And so doing this and always deciding, okay, here are our top priorities. And this is what I didn't fully understand when I started building that. Like as a lawyer, which is what my career mostly was, you're trying to do things to a 95 to 100% level when you deliver it. Clients Mm -hmm. and internal people, they don't want something that's at 50%. Mm -hmm. But when you're building tech, getting to the hundred percent might take 10 times as much time as getting to the 80% or 60%. Mm. And it's not really necessary to figure out, is this working? Right. So, so that's, I'm learning how to do that more and more. And it's definitely challenging and it's challenging to be cost constrained, but it does help you to make, Better decisions earlier and faster. So, as much as I hate being cost money constrained all the time, constantly money constrained, I believe 1000% that the decisions from that are better than if you're flooded with cash and you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want.
0: Right. So. No, that makes sense because you're more conscious with what you're con cautious with what you're spending and probably just like. The whole process and just, I mean, I think that makes sense. I love that yeah. answer. I mean, it would be nice to
1: have more money. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it Thank does, I mean, every, every time you make a decision, you say, like, is this helping me get to the next level? How can I spend the leads to get to the next level to learn about what people want? And I, I, I kind of love that thinking. You don't, in the law, you don't think that way so much. But it is gonna say, you know,
0: exciting.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting that you can do that with technology. And you know, I wish I were 20 or 30 years younger sometimes because I think of all the things I'd like to build.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's so, just really exciting that there's so much where you could change. It's like you were telling me about this journal. And you say, okay, wow, well, could this journal use our platform or One of the things that really interests me is adolescent health. Like, so Mm -hmm. I've had kids who are college age and um, I see pediatricians are great for young kids and I see we have gerontologists, but how is it possible from 18 to 65? There's Mm -hmm. just one type of doctor. I mean, isn't that crazy? We don't have many products on the market. That work for 18 to 65 year olds, maybe Levi jeans, you know, like.
0: That's that's interesting. Yeah.
1: I'm really fascinated by adolescent health and how, how do we shift thinking on that at this very important time of development, which is very high risk, right? You know, from age zero to 10 or 11, these kids, they, they're not making big risks. But Very 12 true. to yes. 24, that's, that's a high <laughs> risk-taking time. And they're going into doctor's office 12 to 18, and there are fish on the ceiling. You Very know, true. and then they go to college, which is this huge time of transition, and they're funneled right to adult doctors. And mm-hmm. you got to wonder, how, how right is that? I think there is some med tech solution for college age women interestingly enough but it tends to be based on more reproductive health and right, right reproductive health and mental health and things like that but yeah so i just i i think working on tech has exploded my mind for the opportunity for impacting change in the world low cost effective change um that everybody should have access to so to me that's what this career thing is about right? It's like, yeah, you could go to a $200 an hour coach. You should still track your career because you're going to get a lot more value going to your coach if you've been tracking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And use our app for that because we're making all the tracking free. So great for you, right? But come on, how many people can spend $200 an hour every week? Some coaches are $500 an hour, 700, a yeah. thousand executives who have them access to them every week, multiple times a week. But most of us, just like we don't have access to great fitness coaches and all this stuff, maybe we use Peloton, maybe we go to a gym boot camp, right? We don't have access to this one-on-one coach. So we listen to Instagram or TikTok, but that's not personal to us. So mm-hmm. we can do it in career. We can do it for adolescents, We can do it for training you to be your best self. There are just so many places where... Tech on a low-cost basis. That's the key, right? We we want people, like, you should be able to use chia seed and spend $20 a year and get a ton of value. A year, not a month, not a yeah. week, right? Because it's tech first.
0: And we have all this tech. So, game I know. It's, it's very, very, very interesting. And, I like I said, I give you so much kudos for for being so passionate and excited about this because this is a really very cool concept. I love it. I think it's super intriguing and I hope my listeners will really go download it and all of the things. Um, I do have one more question for you. Um, do you have any advice for if someone out there was to create an app, what advice would you give them? <sighs> I was given that
1: advice, but I didn't know how to follow it. So, okay. yeah, so it's pretty common advice, but I'll get—I'll get, I'll add my twist to it. So, the mm-hmm. basic advice is build the smallest thing that you can build to test your concept. Yes, that's called the MVP. Yep, um, the minimal viable product. But sometimes, um, it can be hard to figure out what the MVP is. So, what I would do a couple things. One, I would um, uh, put up ads on Instagram, just cheap ads for like twenty dollars, forty dollars. See who responds to my ads for my fake thing. Do a test, yes. and right, and see what's resonating with people. If I'm evaluating what the MVP is, now look, you still might not get responses, or they might not know, but I would do that. I would also maybe do some meetups where I post it and see who shows up for my meetup and interview those people. These are very low cost things you could do. And then finally, I wouldn't build a full on app. So building an app means you're in the app store or the play store, but you could build a web app. And I um, said no to doing this early on. And it's a regret that I have because Once you're in the App Store or the Play Store, you have their rules to follow, and we're building on a a platform that works so that we can build for the App Store and the Play Store, but it means every time we do our QA testing, right, so you have to test everything you roll out in an app. You have to test um, for Apple, and you have to test for Android. And then you have to get through the Apple App Store approval process, which is sometimes weird. No offense to Apple, but your process is weird sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes they reject us for things that are just flat out wrong. The other day we got a rejection for not having an explanation of our subscriptions. Well, guess what? No subscription required. (laughs) Right? And so the testers are moving really quickly and you have to submit and do these different things. And you don't know. (laughs) what's going to happen in the product. So if you build a web app, um, you don't have the extra help of being tested a lot from a third party, but it's easier to roll it out. And what I would say is you really want to prime that product market fit before you are in the app store and the play store, if at all possible. Now we didn't do that way and it does allowed us more testing. And one could argue we've still been really cost effective but these are my tips for building yep.
0: no beautiful i love i love your advice and i think that makes sense and hey we live and we learn and and i'm sure you have learned an insane amount of things that you probably were like i never thought i could learn this but now it's like you're in this whole different world it seems like and again oh, i think it's super cool for sure i'm the
1: having learned so many things i mean so our interactive content now, I can code that content, so oh, the, right end, the back end, I can do that. Now, I can't do as much as everyone else, but I can do so much, and it's crazy.
0: See, that's cool. You learned a new skill, and I'm sure I'm sure you will continue to excel in this app and and, like you said, change the world and you know, have people move up in their career and track things. so. Love, yeah. it, love it, love it. it. Um, are you ready for our game? Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, so this is called This or That, so just whichever one you prefer. Um, are you an early riser or night owl? Early riser. Early riser. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Pasta. Fruits or veggies? Veggies veggies love do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping online online would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather
1: i talk to animals
0: <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> i always think that. i'm like i wish i could just talk to my dog because well i talk to her all the time but obviously she doesn't talk back and i'm like one day, I just wish she could just start talking. It would be so cool. I, I be have
1: like... mixed feelings about that, having had children. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wish they couldn't talk either.
0: Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. Sorry, kids. Um, yeah. Would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? Ocean. Ocean. Me too. Would you rather direct a movie or direct a music video? A movie. A movie. This one might be interesting. Would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books? All technology. Love. It's a tough one. But
1: yeah, it is, but I can't imagine not being able to read like books and technology. I mean, I'm assuming the books aren't on the technology for yeah. <laughs> those literal. Yeah,
0: like physical books, yes. Uh, would you prefer to create a new language or create a new day of the week?
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Um, I guess a new language. Wouldn't that be cool? I always think like, that would be a really neat thing.
1: Yeah. I can't even, I get my head around that, but I, I feel <laughs> like Like. That would be so interesting. Right. Yeah, I just remember a bit of the person who created Settlers of Catan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and That's I feel good. like that was
1: a new, I mean, a language for gaming, this cooperative gaming. and
0: Right. Yeah. That's so true. The next one is, do you prefer to travel somewhere new or somewhere familiar? Somewhere new. Somewhere new. Love it. Um, explore space or explore the sea? Wow. Oh. Explore the sea. <laughs> see. Um, plants or flowers? Plants. Plants. And the last one is sunrise or sunset? Oh, gosh. You're like, I, I want both. Wow. <laughs> huh. Yes, sunset. Sunset. Yeah. Love it. Well, this was such a pleasure. I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. Please let everyone know where they can connect with you and where they can find your app.
1: Okay. Well,
0: it's Chia
1: Seed with an E. So, um, our name, Chia Seed, is a play on the acronym for the superfood Chia Seed. So, it's Career Helping Expert App. And so, it's www.chiaseed.com is our website. You can get the download link from there. We're in the app store under Chia Seed, two words and its career tracker. And then you can find us on Insta and LinkedIn at Chia Seed app. And my name, Giselle Galper, I am the only one. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn and DM me, ask me questions, whatever you want.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jane all of your wonderful advice and I wish you so much wonderful new endeavors in this app and yeah thank you so much for being here today thank you I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of my naked mindset definitely go download shea seed c-h-e-a seed on google play and the apple store app store whatever you want to call it And you know where to find me and connect with me and my Naked Mindset on all your social media. Please email me or DM me if you'd like to hear a certain topic. And let me know what you guys want to hear. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today. Okay, bye!